Welcome to the podcast of the Unitarian Universalist Area Church at First Parish in Sherborne. No matter who you are, who you love, we welcome you into our community of religious seekers. Please join us each week for our Sunday worship services at 10.30 a.m. More information can be found on our website at www.uuac.org or visit our Facebook page at Sherborne Unitarian Universalist. Enjoy the sermon. Our reading this morning is Let America Be America Again, a poem by Langston Hughes, a central figure in the Harlem Renaissance, the 1920s flowering of Black American intellectual, literary, and artistic life across a number of U.S. communities, particularly New York City. Let America be America again. Let it be the dream it used to be. Let it be the pioneer on the plain, seeking a home where he himself is free. America never was America to me. Let America be the dream the dreamers dreamed. Let it be that great strong land of love where never kings connive nor tyrants scheme that any man may be crushed by one above. It never was America to me. Oh, let my land be a land where liberty is crowned with no false patriotic wreath, but opportunity is real and life is free. Equality is in the air we breathe. There's never been equality for me, nor freedom in this homeland of the free. Say, Who are you that mumbles in the dark? And who are you that draws your veil across the stars? I am the poor white, fooled and pushed apart. I am the Negro bearing slavery's scars. I am the red man driven from the land. I am the immigrant clutching the hope I seek and finding only the same old stupid plan of dog eat dog, of mighty crush the weak. I am the young man full of strength and hope, tangled in that ancient endless chain of profit, power, gain, of grab the land, of grab the gold, of grab the ways of satisfying need, of work the men, of take the pay, of owning everything for one's own greed. I am the farmer, bondsman to the soil. I am the worker sold to the machine. I am the Negro, servant to you all. I am the people, humble, hungry, mean. Hungry yet today, despite the dream. Beaten yet today, oh pioneers. I am the man who never got ahead. The poorest worker bartered through the years. Yet I'm the one who dreamt our basic dream in the old world while still a serf of kings, who dreamt a dream so strong, so brave, so true, that even yet its mighty daring sing in every brick and stone and every furrow turned. That has made America the land it has become. Oh, I'm the man who sailed those early seas in search of what I meant to be my home. For I'm the one who left dark Ireland's shore 
and Poland's plain and England's grassy lee and torn from black Africa's strand I came to build a homeland of the free. The free? Who said the free? Not me, surely not me. The millions on relief today, the millions shot down when we strike, the millions who have nothing for our pay, for all, all the dreams we've dreamed and all the songs we've sung and all the hopes we've held and all the flags we've hung, the millions who have nothing for our pay except the dream that's almost dead today. Oh, let America be America again, the land that never has been yet and yet must be, the land where every man is free, the land that's mine, the poor man's, Indians, Negroes, me. Who made America? Whose sweat and blood, whose faith and pain, whose hand at the foundry, whose plow in the rain must bring back our mighty dream again. Sure, call me any ugly name you choose. The steel of freedom does not stain. From those who live like leeches on the people's lives, we must take back our land again, America. Oh yes, I say it plain. America never was America to me, and yet I swear this oath. America will be out of the rack and ruin of our gangster death, the rape and rot of graft and stealth and lies, we, the people, must redeem the land, the mines, the plants, the rivers, the mountains and the endless plain, all, all the stretch of these great green states and make America, America again. So friends, here is our world. Beautiful and terrible things happen. Let us keep our hearts tender and our eyes soft and our words true. This is what you and I are about. We know there's no answer but to love each other. We bear witness against destruction. And we gather in virtual community these days to practice being the person we say we wanna be. We cannot do everything, but we can do something and that something is never nothing. Never doubt the thing that you can do. So ring the bells that still can ring and forget your perfect offering. There is a crack in everything and you can say with me, I can see your mouths moving. That is how the light gets in. So I just want us to take a, 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 another deep breath with me, okay? I want us to breathe in the sacred hour that is this hour, just breathe in the centering and the space and the listening and the praying and the beautiful music. Just, just breathe it in, breathe in spirit, breathe in God, breathe in silence, breathe, breathe in reconnecting, breathe in the best of yourself, just breathe it in. And I want us to breathe out the trauma of the week. 
I want us to breathe out the, um, the images of violence and destruction. I want us to breathe out the, the terror that we feel from the domestic terrorists who overran our capital, your capital, my capital, our capital, and defiled it. I want us to breathe out in particular the images of white supremacy and the white supremacists who carried a Confederate flag into the dome, which has never happened, not even during the Civil War. I want us to breathe out the president's inspiration to riot, which began not just on Wednesday, but let's be honest, friends, five years ago, and breathe out the complicity of Republican lawmakers and the images of the police taking selfies with some of the rioters when not just three months ago, some of those same police were spraying mace into the faces of Black Lives Matter protesters. I want us to, do you have any breath left yet? If you do, breathe out all the poison that is in your body and your spirit from what you saw and have felt and feel this week. The thing is, is that not everyone feels the way that you, the way that I feel, the way that you may feel this morning. Not everyone feels traumatized. Some are even proud of what happened and promise more violence to come, including even our president. And that, my friends, is precisely the problem. What you deserve from me, your minister, one of your ministers, what you deserve from your church community, what you deserve from all of us who work with you, what you deserve is to be told the truth. Because in this age of conspiracy and lies and hoax, truth is all we have. And truth is the only way that we can help America be America again. Even though, as Hughes reminds us, it never was America for him or for people like him. Amen. Like perhaps uh, many of you, though I want to acknowledge not all of you, because not all of us in our church community and all of you listening and watching this morning have voted Democrat. I know that. I think what happened on Wednesday, though, is not about political party. But like maybe a lot of you, I woke on Wednesday morning after another fitful night of election, electoral loss sleep, it's a condition that I've developed since um, 2015. Maybe you've had a similar condition. But anyway, I, I awoke or I got more awake as I got more coffee into my system. And I was feeling hopeful about the news that Reverend, Reverend Raphael Warnock, who is the senior pastor of Martin Luther King's Ebenezer Baptist Church, which is the spiritual and organizational home of the civil rights movement in the late 1960s, that he was to become Georgia's first black senator 
in history. He's saying that the same hands that picked Cotton now voted for him to become a senator. And he was talking about his mother. And then I was heartened even more as the day went on, as Wednesday went on, and I was doing emails and, and other stuff, planning for my top 10 sermon to hear that John Ossoff, who would be the first ever Jewish son of immigrants in the entire South to be elected a senator. But I was took, taking a pause in the middle of my day, like about two o'clock to go do some errands, to go pick up a prescription at CVS. And all hell broke loose. Our, tax, our, our staff text thread like blew up. And I, I don't know if it was Sarah or, or Dara or Heather Walker said, are you guys watching what's happening? It's exactly like the story that Heather just read for us. All of like my eyes and your eyes just got suddenly huge. And all of the things that I felt in the morning were suddenly like completely overshadowed. As we all watched as a gang who was organized and violent and angry that they lost the election laid siege to the U.S. Capitol. Michelle Obama wrote on Wednesday night, my heart fell harder and faster than it has at any other point in my life. As I watched these people set up gallows on the green and proudly waved the traitorous Confederacy flag through the hall, she said, and desecrate the center of the American government, she said. And like with you, I literally could not believe what I was watching. I am still in shock. But sitting there on Wednesday afternoon, all through the night, the heartbreaking truth is this. I'm in shock, you're in shock, but I'm also not surprised and I hope you get the distinction. I'm not surprised that after years of Trump's fascist rhetoric and behavior, along with his stand back and stand by affirmation of white nationalists and xenophobes and proud boys and complicit political leaders who stayed silent for years and for, because of a fear that they would cross the MAGA base. Now, if you're thinking, where the hell did Pastoral Nathan go this morning? <laughs> what happened to him? I want us to know that I am here because the most pastoral, loving thing that I know how to do and that you can do is to tell the truth. We need to tell the truth. We need to seek truth in love, as our covenant says. Telling the truth, my friends, is an expression of love. And so America can't be America again until we tell the truth. And so I, I, I want us to to engage some of the truth so that you have some words for yourself going forward.
The truths are these. Before we can let ourselves be tempted by the siren call of, hey, let's all come together, let's be unified, let's be e pluribus unum, let's be reconciled, let's be healed. We need to reckon honestly and openly with reality that Wednesday's riot was rooted in white grievance and their belief, which is not wrong, that they could act really without impunity. We just need to really, really, as Heather said, be honest about that fact. The truth is this, if we ever, if you ever needed a, um, to see what white privilege looks like, it looks no further like the kid glove treatment that all these pro-Trump rioters received versus the strong arm tactics against the Black Lives Matter protesters. Remember when Whenever it, well, I can't even remember. I have no concept of time. Remember when Trump cleared out all of the people so that he could hold up the Bible in front of St. John's Church and he used mace and tear gas? I want us to remember that. And remember the distinction and the difference. Before we can come together, we need to note the difference. The truth is also this. Friends, it could have been a hell of a lot worse. There were nooses out front on the green, as Michelle Obama reminds us. The mob hunted. They had zip-tie handcuffs. They were looking for Pelosi and Schumer and Pence, and they wanted to hang them out front. Pipe bombs were found outside the Democratic offices and the Republican offices the Republican Party offices. As a reminder, for those of you that think that I'm speaking in a partisan way, I'm on the side of love. I'm trying to be on the side of love with you, to seek truth in love. That is the partisanship that I hold. The truth is also this, that the president tweeted before he was shut down that he loved these people. These were great people. And that we should all remember this day forever not as a day of infamy, but as a day of celebration. But before he sent that tweet, he and his buddy Rudy Giuliani were calling Republican senators who were in lockdown to continue to resist the Electoral College vote. We need to tell the truth. The truth is this after four people died, and then later, I think on Thursday, a fifth person died, a Capitol officer, 147 Republicans still voted to overturn the election results early Thursday morning. If you live in a state that has a Republican senator or House representative that voted that way, my friends, and you hear the truth that I'm reminding you of, maybe it's time for you to call that representative. I have people in Missouri, so I've been talking to my mom a lot the last couple of days. The truth is this, 
it's all too easy for a white guy like me, a straight white guy, cisgendered, to look at the guy with the crazy horns and the whatever the hell he was wearing and the fur hat and the tattoos, white supremacist tattoos, by the way, and say, it's so easy for me to say this, I'm not like that, I don't feel that way, I'm not racist, America's still America, without reckoning fully with how Trump's appeal and Wednesday's events are actually rooted in the unreconciled sin of racism that goes all the way back to before the Civil War and to the ways in which Reconstruction prevented us from engaging the sin of racism. That moment when that guy stood up on, I think it was the Senate president's desk, is connected all the way back to our history prior and post the Civil War. The truth is that we have to know our history. I have heard some say on Wednesday that this, what they saw, is not who we are as Americans. But I need us to listen to the truth. I need us to listen to Langston's poem. I need us to remember what happened to protesters this summer. I need us to acknowledge the truth that this is who we are. This is who we are. It's not all who we are, but it is part of who we are. And that truth really hurts. And the truth is also this, as Stacey Abrams reminded us on Wednesday night, she tweeted out, while today's terrible terror and meanness shakes us, I want us to remember, she said, that today a Jewish son of an immigrant and Georgia's first black senator will join a Catholic president of the United States and the first black Indian woman as a vice president in our nation's capital, she said, God bless America. That's also who we are. So after hours of like watching all this news and like needing to pull away and not pulling away, I was like the dad and Heather's story. <laughs> Karen's looking at me like, it's time to put it away. I was like, I can't stop watching it. So I needed to pretend that Wednesday was Friday. I needed to do that. And what I did was um, it meant to go get pizza and subs from Basil's in Holliston, which is like the go-to pizza place in Holliston. I always see many of you there, although we don't recognize each other because we're all wearing masks. And it was weird. I hadn't been out in, outside for hours. And you know, it's weird how the world just goes on, isn't it? Like there's still traffic going west on Route 16 and the world goes on. And the lot for Basil's was packed because everybody had the same idea. No one else could think about dinner. And I walk into to Basil's and there's the usual, it's like always just, you know, a hum and hive of activity. And the, the owners are the best. They're, they're just awesome people and they're immigrants from Greece. And all of their workers are immigrants too. They're from Greece and they're from Brazil and they're from Central and South America. And on one wall of the, t uh, the TV is playing the usual, they have like European football that they're always watching. 
And the other wall, which usually has like Boston sports, the Bruins or the Celtics or the Patriots um, or, the, or the Red Sox. But now, no, no, that's not on now. What's on now is all of the crazy happening and the, and the ticker parade on the bottom, the ribbon, just breaking news, breaking news, breaking news, breaking news. And I'm watching all of the workers who are preparing the food for all of these people like me. And I'm watching them as they keep one eye on their work, but they're also looking one eye, not at the football, but on the TV to see what is happening in this country that they dreamed, many of them, would be the answer to their calls for freedom and for liberty and for opportunity. And I'm wondering what they're thinking. These people who came here dreaming what the dreamers had dreamt. Are you with me? Dreaming what the dreamers had wet, had dreamt. Because maybe in their own home countries, they needed to flee the mob of fascism and racism and rioting and instability. And they came here to seek things they could not find at home. And I just kept wondering, what are they feeling now? Are they feeling tricked? Are they feeling lied to? Are they feeling let down? I gotta say that that's how I'm feeling. And I'm about as privileged a person as you can find. So I picked up my food and I left and I, I left the biggest tip that I knew how to give because I needed to feel like some kind of kindness and blessing and grace in the midst of all this crap of the day. But the truth is, is that before I or you can get to a kumbaya moment and we can all come together, you and I really need to reckon with how America has never really fulfilled the dream the dreamers dreamt. And what that means, my friends, is that you and I cannot be bystanders and distant observers or comfort seekers in our response to a democracy that I think I and maybe you have taken for granted. I just can't even believe how difficult this year has been. I, it just is, it's beyond words. And I gotta tell you, trying to find words for things that are beyond words is the privilege and the burden of a lifetime. So it is good that we have And the ways that we do that, we are reminded week in and week out with the words of our covenant that has been said and held the glue of our community together for centuries. It reminding us that love is the spirit and service is its law as we strive to dwell together in peace, to seek truth and love and to help one another. There is literally no other place to begin than there. I love each and every one of you, and I want to thank you for showing up this morning 
for yourself and for each other. We're gonna sing now together one more step because that's the only way we know how to start one more step. benediction again from Langston Hughes. America will be out of the rack and the ruin and the rape and the rot and the lies and the stealth. We, the people, must redeem. We must redeem the land and the plants and the rivers. And if I can add redeem each other. All the stretch of these great, great green states and we can make America again. Let us say together our call to ministry. We go forth into the world in peace to act with works of love, to affirm each person's dignity and to cherish the living earth. You are loved, you are loved, you are loved. <laughs>